Hello there. Welcome to Greater Shot First. My name is James. This is Marco Sparks. This is a podcast for Star Wars fans who hate Star Wars fans. We're back. There's new mm-hmm. Star Wars content. Mm-hmm. I just love having content instead of movies. <laughs> it really makes it feel that much more special, you know? Like we we could have like this mythic epic movie that comes out every like three years or so, but you know, a, a couple shows a, a year that are shot on in front of like LED screens in Manhattan Beach with a bunch of like out of work comedians, like that's you can't argue with that. Shareholders don't give a fuck. I think they just give a fuck about the wrong things. I don't mm. know. Mm. Obviously, we loved Obi Wan. Um, so we're going to talk about episodes one and two of that show that just dropped this past Memorial Day weekend. Before we get there, though, there's like lots of news. Star Wars celebration happened. Have you been following mm. that at all? Not really. Far out. That should be good fun. <laughs> this is one of those podcasts now where where one of the hosts explains something to the other host. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, did you read that Vanity Fair piece at all that came out? I, I skimmed it. So this is actually where I was glad we, you wanted to do a podcast. So I figured you could tell me all about it. Uh, so the the thesis that I saw from it is that they're claiming they have a a master plan, which they really don't. It's, it's like the master plan is content. I found that whole feature or whatever you'd want to call it very odd. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wonder, like... I'm like, is this something where like Lucasfilm just needed to put out some new messaging? And so like they like called up Vanity Fair and were like, hey, we've got well, you know, some stuff for for you to do. Or is it something where like Vanity Fair is like, hey, Lucasfilm, you owe us an issue? Like, you know, like you said, like I could just imagine like some sort of marketing plan that was got laid out in like 2017. It's like, okay, like The Last Jedi is like this May, and then like in two years we'll do the episode nine issue. And then, like, in 2022, that'll be the first uh, movie, the Benioff and Weiss trilogy will be coming out. We'll have an issue for that, you know? Mm. And, like, they just, like, had slotted in, like, Star Wars issue on, like, their marketing plan. And then, like, May 2022 runs around, rolls around, well, honestly, and they're like, what do we got? The story TV. doesn't matter. What matters is Star Wars cover Leibowitz. Yeah. And- those those covers are getting less and less exciting to me. It's It's... Always nice to see Pedro and uh, Ewan mm-hmm. on the cover of a magazine. Well, what about uh, Diego Luna as Andor, everyone's favorite rebel spy? I know I watched the trailer. I, I couldn't tell you a thing that happened to it. I've totally forgotten that trailer. It looked, I guess, more something than the other. Like, it looked less the volume than some of these <laughs> other shows, it's I guess. Gilroy, right? Yeah. Didn't they like cut down the season order or the plan? No, they like increase it. Let's let's we'll get there in a second. But this Vanity Fair thing, it it was. I'm like, is this Lucasfilm who wants to put out this kind of spin that like the future of Star Wars is TV, or Mm. is this like the Vanity Fair side or like we've got nothing for this? We have to find an angle here. Like we'll we'll run with this. So Mm. I found it all very strange. Hmm. Well, that's depressing. But that's Star Wars. There, there was some weird, like, Kathleen Kennedy just had some odd quotes. And, like, the interview is apparently done a few months ago, which makes it even stranger that it's coming out now. Because, like, she, there, she's, like, saying in the interview, like, how, I don't have the quotes in front of me, but basically, like, oh, recasting, like, legacy characters was a mistake. Like, we learned that from Han Solo, or at least that's the way it's framed. 
But Obi-Wan is a show about a recast. Character. Yeah, it's like you're about to drop a show that's exactly that. That's kind of weird. I mean. And you recast what? another character in it, by the way. Spoiler. Oh, Hayden, you mean? No, Leia. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Leia. Yeah. I'm I'm uh, I'm firing on all cylinders today, but I mean Andor has Mon Mothma mm-hmm. recast character. Um, I'm and sure there are more. People. Yeah, well, I mean Obi Wan has Obi Wan, um, Uncle Owen, Baru, yeah, um, Leia, like, and Anakin. Technically, you know, I mean, it's like yeah. a lot of recast characters in the show. That's like the big crown jewel of your like your summer release kind of. It's a little weird. I mean, this is like the only Star Wars show coming out this year, I think. I mean, I don't count it, the it, I don't know, shit. It, like, I don't think anything it, else is coming out till next year. It feels like fact-checking like a Tucker Carlson quote. It's like, it's not going to make sense. Yeah, well, I guess maybe Andor is coming out this year. I don't know. Is it? I guess so. Yeah. It seems like it's due. The Mandalorian Season 3 is not coming out till February, I think they said. Hmm. Um, so they show like a trailer for that at Celebration, but not to the world or something like that. I watched like a bootleg copy online it was uh, okay it's feloni being feloni man was he like uh sorry everyone you had to watch book of boba fett to understand season three yeah and then i, mean, I, I, I want to say filming, that there's right? like some clips from the book of boba fett in it so Oof. but they just started filming ahsoka i guess so yeah mm. but yeah i don't know the the whole like it would be so weird to blame the failure of the solo movie on Alden Ehrenreich when it's like, there's so many other reasons that movie bombed. Uh, and the chief one among them being like, it really didn't matter who you recast. Like, like we talked about this like eight years ago or whatever. We we're just like, it's a bad idea. It's not going to work. Like on solo is one of those characters who were like, you're just, you're asking for trouble from the audience trying to recast that character. Like nobody's going to replace Han solo. Like no matter what, some people aren't going to come on that journey with you. Mm. it's almost like they've decided that the um prequels are the the modern era like that's that's where the line like everything before that is prehistory it's because they're the loudest and whiniest part of the fan base yeah but I these mean, are so the guys almost... who had like they had like 15 years of being catered to and then the sequel trilogy came out and they started fucking stamping their feet and being like when not enough prequel content fuck those yeah. guys mm. Well, that was just one vocal shitty fan base of the or, or complaints about the sequel people. I think the other part of the sequel complaints is like pseudo alt right trolls who are slowly invading Star Wars. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's just all cultural. Do, do you remember shit. the people it's, it's who just were gamergate writ large? But do you remember the people who were upset about Rogue One having some kind of like anti fascist message? I just. <sighs> At what point do we need to stop giving those people any oxygen? It's like, oh, what a surprise. Like a new popular thing came out and the usual suspects have something to complain about it for. Like they found an angle somehow to say like, mm-hmm. well, it's too woke, blah, 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 blah. You know, whatever. Star Wars replacement theory. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they they were always going to find something to complain about. I feel like like it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I'm sure even when Ahsoka comes out, suddenly they'll like turn on that show, even though they pretend to love Filoni some of the time. Recast character. Yeah. What, Ahsoka? I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't count the cartoons. The cartoons are not canon. I kept wondering if they were going to put in... Either. If they were going to put in uh, cartoon footage into the previously on Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> I think even Lucasfilm knows that people would scoff at that. 
Fuck that kitty shit. Uh, All right. I just it doesn't sadden you that Filoni gets a variety of checks coming into him constantly from Disney. Like a variety he's, of checks. He's he's the hero of the fans. He just he just keeps doing the same thing over and over again, and they love it. Mm. Uh, and or trailer I watched it once I don't really remember a ton of it other than that it, at least it looked more ambitious I guess than uh, some of the other stuff we've seen but we will have to wait and see on that Diego Luna has kind of a like a whisper growl I don't know he's barely in the trailer and I'm kind of like why is this show called Andor? like why why isn't it just like Star Wars calling like rebel spies or something I don't know like like maybe maybe he'll be more featured than he will be in the trailer but i feel like the more i hear just that name separated from everything else it sounds or. so funny and slash or yeah and it's too close to indoor it's like I don't know, it's, it's bad marketing i don't know why they picked that like i don't know why they called the obi-wan show obi-wan kenobi it's like you've got nothing else it, well wasn't it originally announced it's just kenobi I think that's what everybody was calling it, but I think uh, when Lucasfilm finally announced it, it was Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's like, wow, you really nailed it. I kind of feel like almost thematically Kenobi make Kenobi on its own makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's about his ultimate transition to accepting being Ben. Yeah. Um, it also should have been a movie and not a TV show, but we can get to that in a bit. I don't really have anything else to say about Andor. Hmm. Um, Meh. I'm just looking at the trailer right now. In the closed caption, the character's name is Marva. M A A R V A. That's something. Marva. Mova. Mova. Dolores. <laughs> yeah. Andor. Like nobody was like, okay. First of all, too close to Andor, and like Andor, it just seems like and slash or. Like we we need something else there. Mm-hmm. All the names in. Like the the newer Star Wars stuff, I feel like are severely lacking. Um, like in Obi Wan, the the plant they go to is like Dayu or something. Mm. But there's also like the Daimo on on the Bofet show is like the mm. crime boss. It's like who is is? Do you have no one who like pays at all attention to like the language you're using and tries to like think like what feels what feels right for this character or this planet or whatever. This is when I would love to just have George Lucas just call in once a month and be like, here's a bunch of words that fell out of my brain. Mm-hmm. Savage Opress. Yeah. He didn't come up with Savage Opress, though, did he? He might have. I mean, I... Wasn't that a Clone Wars cartoon thing? It's, it's, yeah, but he was, like, somewhat involved in that. So I don't know if that was him or Filoni, but... Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something he would say is a joke and Filoni would write it down and take it seriously. Mm. Like Elon sleeps bag it out, you know? <laughs> uh yeah the mandalorian season three trailer just looks like an episode of the clone wars but live action in what way it's just a lot of like fucking bo katan oh um so they go back to mandalore uh, yeah it looked like it i mean it's it very bootleg so it's hard to tell but um i don't know that show's really lucky it has baby yoda yeah um there was and, like and a pedro for like 15 minutes each year yeah yeah, he even had some quote, I think it's in the Vanity Fair article about like being happy that they found a way to like be flexible and allow him to do two shows at once or something like that. It's like, yeah, sure. You you show up for like six hours of voice work per season, probably and like maybe one shot per mm. season. And that's all you have mm. to do. I'm sure that's awesome for you. 
Because he's in the Last of Us show. Yeah. With uh, Lady Mormont, right? Yeah. And I kind of wonder. So if I, was, I, if I were for HBO, a moment, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, for a moment, I, I totally thought young Leia was like Lady Mormont's little sister. Yeah. If, if I were HBO, I'd be a little annoyed that like, like they were like, they, they plan the show ahead of all these other like Star Wars shows mm-hmm. and their plot lines. It's, it's a lone wolf and cub ish plot line in the last of us. And then here comes like Star Wars coming in being like, all we do is adult male has to protect the child reluctantly plot lines. That's all we do now in our shows. And mm-hmm. they're just like, come on, man. You're, you're just like, you're spoiling the water for the rest of us. I think HBO still has the talent. The stink and the perceived stink of Game of Thrones on them. And they don't, I don't know. I feel like if you mention HBO, you still get a lot of people bitching about Game of Thrones. Those people are morons. HBO is quality. I I expect good things from the House House of the Dragon. I expect good things from The Last of Us. Uh, I can't say the same for the Star Wars slate that's coming up. At most, it will be like fine. Just a reminder, everyone, this is not an HBO podcast. No. Uh, there was like a very short Ahsoka trailer that was just like, I don't know. It's like a shot of her like taking like a hood off and being like, look, guys, it's Ahsoka and like some mural from the cartoon. But in live action, it looked dumb. Mm. I don't know. I, I I despise with my whole being everything about that character in that show. It really it bothers me that they've like hijacked Thrawn, which is like mm. like the original Thrawn trilogy is like. Like I I like Star Wars, but that those books were what got me obsessed with Star Wars. Like it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite pieces of Star Wars content. And like it certainly has its flaws, but like to see it just get subsumed in Filoni's like fake ass original characters, and he's kind of like, I don't know, I feel like he's like using it as a shield because he's not very good at writing himself. And so he's like, I'm gonna jam a bunch of stuff from the old EU in here. And so you have to like it. All right. What was the the thing with your mom for you to you to get a copy of Heir to the Empire? <laughs> No, it's I, I saw Heir to the Empire at like Costco or something. And I was like, holy shit, you know? And like my mom did not want me to like consume any Star Wars because she thought it was like evil or something, you know, because it's like mm-hmm. Buddhist or whatever. Um, and so she's like, no, you, you have to read the original like trilogy books first. And then maybe you can read Heir of the Empire. It's okay. like, you, you'd seen the movies. Seen the movies. Not okay. like somewhat against her will like i saw them at school and like at friends houses it's not like we had them on at home you know gotcha gotcha yeah Hmm. the thrawn from the books is like an interesting character the thrawn from rebels like by the time i stopped watching was just like the most watered down boring like copy of a copy of a copy version you could like like the fisher price version for kids like it was i don't know it bugs the Hmm. fucking shit out of me Hmm. hmm I'm surprised they don't squeeze in. Like, there's really not been a, a new canon, like a Mara Jade character, right? Oh God, I I I dread the day when they do that because I'm. It, it'll be awful one or the other. Either either it'll be the kind of later day Mara Jade where she's like this buxom redhead, like mm-hmm. Red Sonia type who's just like super cringy or it'll like go completely the opposite. So it's like basically Mara Jade and name only. And like fans will complain for different reasons. Like it's, it's mm. going to be awful either way. Or even like just a minor, like, like Talon card. Or, mm-hmm. or, it's the only other name I could remember yeah. from those books. 
And they even ruined Wedge. Like, Wedge was a cool character. Why did you need to change his backstory? Like, they brought him on in an episode of Rebels, and he's just, like, the most boring, generic pilot you've ever seen. Like, you'd never know this character meant anything if they didn't say his name was Wedge. Okay, let me let me, let me me pitch a Star Wars show to you, mm-hmm. all right? It's a bunch of X-Wings flying around the trailer in the sizzle reel, right? Just X-Wings shooting, blasting things. Mm-hmm. You get, like, pilots high, high-fiving each other, getting in their thing. And one of our pilots, he's climbing the ladder. He's about to get in the cockpit. Then he stops. He turns. He smiles at the camera. It's Glenn Powell. <laughs> Boom. Wedge. Coming soon. Have you, have you watched uh, Maverick yet? I know we have plans to go. No, we have plans to go see it tomorrow. Okay. I might have seen it already. Um, I'm sure you did. Yeah. It's, um, it's amazing how similar in a lot of ways Top Gun Maverick is to the original Star Wars. Mm. And you're kind of like, Hey, you know what really fucking worked? Like having pilots, like, you know, shooting the missile and like flying away and an explosion behind him and everybody cheers. Like it works. It's good cinema. Maybe, I don't know, Star Wars. You think you could do that again sometime? But does Tom Cruise die in this? You'll just have to see. You'll just have to wait and see. I would love if Tom Cruise died and then he forced Ghost to talk to Glenn Powell, but especially didn't talk to Miles Teller. <laughs> I can't wait to see your reaction to Miles Teller in that movie. Uh, it's going to be exactly what you think, but worse. Okay. So you're not even holding out the possibility that you might like his performance. No, I will make a scene. Okay. Okay. I will make it uncomfortable. When I was at the theater, there were like four like young guys, like probably like 18 or 19 years old mm-hmm. buddies who were all wearing like bomber jackets and like, like aviators. Excellent. Like they dressed up for it. It was very strange. It was like, wow, people do this. So they're going to go play beach volleyball right after. Yeah. But it was, I don't know. It's nice to see. It's like, hey, movies, they're back. Bro, what if after this, we went and found a parking lot filled with sand, covered each other in baby oil, and just spiked each other's asses. No girls allowed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. no. Um, miles away from all the ladies. The Bad Batch season two. We don't give a shit about that. Nope. 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 There's a, they announced a new cartoon called Tales of the Jedi. I think Qui-Gon is going to be in. It's like short cartoon episodes is this the or one something. Where it's going to have like Liam Neeson's son doing a voice. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't care. Um, we got a little bit more information on the Acolyte. I think they said it takes place 100 years for the Phantom Menace. Cool. Um, and it's like the waning days of the High Republic, I guess, when the Jedi sucked. Not the, I don't know. The Jedi, the Jedi are fucking weenies. We can talk about that when we get to Obi-Wan. But mm. um that's that's like the one TV show that I'm like maybe it will be good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They briefly mentioned Lando, like in the same way they mentioned like the Ryan Johnson movies, where it's like, is that going to happen? No, you know Donald's busy right now. Mm. Um, which is weird because they've never like confirmed that Donald Glover is really going to be a part of it. Mm. Like when they announced it, they didn't say like Donald Glover's coming back. They just said we're going to make Lando. I was. I remember being pretty surprised because we got the wait a few months ago, a few weeks ago, whatever it was. We got the first trailer for Obi Wan, and they had mm-hmm. the release date. And then you remember they had a video where where Hugh McGregor comes out. It came out like two weeks later. He's just like, like we're changing the the release date. We're pushing it back by two days or whatever. Right. And I always thought like, did you just fucking like not realize it was Memorial Day weekend? And you were going up against like Maverick and Stranger Things. Like, I don't know how pushing it back helps though. Why not release it on five twenty five? I have no idea. I can only assume they just they wanted to try to bite into Maverick and Stranger Things a little bit. I also don't understand why Disney Plus 
insists on releasing things at like midnight. I guess they didn't this one time. It actually like released at nine. Maybe they'll do that do that going forward. Like these shows should all release at nine Eastern. Like they need to pick a day, like whatever whatever the Disney Plus day is, like a Thursday or Wednesday or whatever. It's like six PM Eastern, the shows will be live. Like mm. why are you like releasing them at like midnight West Coast time? Like what does that gain you? Yeah. Um, the other so they announced like the new one that um John Watts of Spider Man oh, films is yeah, Skeleton Crew starring Jude Law and a bunch of kids. It's supposed to be like kind of Amblin entertainment ish. Are sure. they like younglings, like escaped younglings? It's supposed to take place during the same timeline as like the Mandalorian and Ahsoka, so probably not. Okay. It doesn't it doesn't are, are specify just, uh... that they're force sensitive anywhere in the descriptions, I don't think. Okay. I was thinking, are they just the kids in the beginning of Obi Wan Episode One? Like, and it couldn't be them. Okay, yeah, because presumably that's one of the Safdie brothers. Uh, fuck that guy. No. And then movies. Um, I guess Taika Waititi's movie is supposed to be next. And like, I think they like pressed Kathleen Kennedy to be like, "Well, when's it coming out? Like, you know, twenty twenty three. You know, it's like kind of around the corner now." And she's like, well, not necessarily, maybe late 2023. And it's like, okay, that's like a year and a half away. I don't think that's going to happen. I thought I had heard months ago that his his movie was like the next movie to go or next whatever, big whatever to go into production with Star Wars. I mean, it, it is, but it's like 18 months away now yeah. from a 2023. Like, it's not going to happen. Like, you can't make a movie that quickly. No. Even if like the script is 100% ready, even if all the sets are built right now, like I don't think that's enough time. Unless it features no special effects whatsoever. Yeah. Um more non-committal answers on the Ryan Johnson movies, basically like, "Oh, Ryan's so busy with uh Knives Out," but like not not like putting the kibosh on it either, you know. It's just holding out that carrot for us to hope that maybe someday Lucasfilm will find taste again. With a with a vibrant, successful career mm-hmm. elsewhere. So Knives Out 2, and they, he's in production now on Poker Face, I think. I guess. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Like, I'm, He's probably going to like direct the pilot to that. I don't know how involved he'll be otherwise. I assume he I already wrote the he, scripts. Yeah, I think he wrote all mm-hmm. of it, right? Yeah. Um, And like, Kathleen Kennedy had some comments about how like, she wants people to like, commit to like a three to five year, you know, journey on these movies or something like that. Like, which I don't know if like, if that's like a real comment or a way, you know, cause it's like they had commitments from Benioff and Weiss and then they went to Netflix, you know, they theoretically had a commitment with Ryan Johnson, but then he has like the nice out stuff. Like, I don't know if that's some sort of waves like explaining why these things get, keep getting canceled or it's like, I don't know if that's the truth. That might be just a quote for fans. Like yeah. People, our, our collaborators are so passionate and involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe if you want your filmmakers to make that much of a commitment to you, you shouldn't try to force them to put a movie out in like two years, you know, from like start to finish. Like we could have had Ryan Johnson's episode nine, but Bob Iger mm-hmm. didn't want to wait. So, oh well. Well, also, they didn't go to bat for that man. One iota. Mm-hmm. And then the Kevin Feige movie, it was, she gave like a very weird non-committal quote, like denying it even existed. It was kind of like, oh, you know, I'm curious to see what Kevin comes up with or something like that. And like, meanwhile, like Michael Waldron, who wrote um, 
Multiverse of Loki. Madness is like already said he's writing the script. And so it's like it's weird that she's giving this non-committal response to that movie when it's like already seemingly in pre-production. But it's isn't this like the thing that's like in direct competition with her, essentially? I mean it's like I, I guess, yeah. There's the there's it's the not power under play her... aspect of it. <laughs> yeah. So that's the state of stars right now. Remember when there was like something on the horizon we could look forward to? Like, mm. I can't say Taika's movie is really that for me. I enjoyed his episode of The Mandalorian, but I need more than just vague, untitled Taika Waititi Star Wars movie. Like, what is it? You is don't it? want the Star Wars equivalent of you flick too hard? You flick too hard. Yeah. yeah. Like, what is it? Is it, I, I, you know, give me like Lucasfilm's secrecy is very annoying. They're like secretive about like all the, the worst things like. Give us something to hang on to. Say like, oh yeah, the the old republic is coming soon, or hmm. this is this new series is going to be set at this time. Just something for people to think about and be interested in. You know, you just give people absolutely nothing. What are they supposed to do with it? Well, even uh, fucking JJ Abrams was good about giving you a taste. I remember the um, was it an Instagram post where he had written a message to fans saying like, I've heard all of your questions and I want you to know the Millennium Falcon is definitely not in this new movie and it's like written on the. Yeah hollow chessboard i classic jj yeah do you remember when you were excited about jj abrams mm. Mm. yeah yeah Man. it feels weird I, I think i was even initially excited about him coming back for episode nine no we both were like okay good that's you know there's some continuity there that'll be fine yeah. i just maybe nope. he should only start things and not end things and I think he's a I think he's a better producer than he is a director and a better director than he is a writer. So you pair him with Chris Terrio. I think he's Kasdan. he's really good with IP in which it doesn't really fucking matter. Cause like by the time he took on Mission Impossible Three, after that second movie, it really didn't fucking matter. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, after the first movie, it didn't really fucking matter. It was such a weird it wasn't really a franchise, mm-hmm. though they wanted it to be. Um I don't know. I think the Force Awakens is like that's what you get from JJ when all the uh, everything comes up like um, you know craps or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's an expression, probably not. But like when everything comes up right, that that's the Force Awakens. When it is, doesn't, when he rolls what, snake eyes, that's that's what the the rise of Skywalker. Is that what they say when you win in craps? They say it's come up craps. Yeah, I don't think so. Pretty sure that's not how it is. I think uh, coming up Millhouse. I mean, I want to sound more, yeah, you're definitely coming to Millhouse. Uh, I want to sound more like the internet here and just say, uh, that's what you get when you have Lawrence Kasdan involved. Turns or out, at least turns out there's a difference between Lawrence Kasdan and Chris Terrio. Who, who would have thunk? Seriously. All right. Obi-Wan Kenobi. We're going to do this. Yeah. I watched both episodes once. I tried watching episode one of the show. Uh, again this morning when I was riding my exercise bike, but like about halfway through that first Inquisitor scene, I just got bored and I was like, you know what? I'd rather watch the end of Revenge of the Sith instead because mm. that that whole lightsaber, dual lightsaber fights there, like it's just great. That's that's what you want. It's just operatic, epic, mythic Star Wars, and seeing these like cartoon transplants try to be menacing on the same old Tatooine set just wasn't getting it done for me. What did you think about Obi Wan overall? The show overall, I thought it was low energy and mind-boggling. I'm not... I'm yet to be convinced that TV really is a good medium for Star Wars. 
there's something about the pacing I would say and the it's, like the intensity of movies. Those movies move. Yeah. They move. Like that's not what TV show does. I mean, how many scenes do we see of like Obi-Wan's commute? I mean, I get I guess the best thing you could say is that like when it does work and like some of the episodes of The Mandalorian, it's like this is clearly a show that's designed to be episodic. It's designed to just be sort of a bounty of the week type thing, you know, yeah. but like all these other shows that they've done where it's like, they're actually trying to tell just like a story in a serialized way. It doesn't work for me. Like it, it's weird. Like it's just, it's, there's no intensity. Everything just feels kind of drawn out. Like you could like, from what I've seen of the Obi one show so far, like this probably should just be a movie that we just watch like the first half hour of, like you just cut a lot of this and not miss anything. Yeah. I and I just felt like it had well Jesus, honestly, like you mentioned the Mandalorian, like it it was horny to do serialized storytelling from season one. Mandalorian season three would have been great if they didn't have him involved in Book of Boba Fett whatsoever and do like Bounty of the Week for most of season three and then have Grogu come back at the end of the season. Or or even like like halfway through the season, we're gonna dip in and see what Grogu's up to, kind of thing, you know. maybe, but like, yeah, like actually get into some like bounty of the week and like show the Mandalorian like he's you know doing his job, going through the motions, not feeling it. Well, dare I say, like put some effort into your storytelling on those episodes of the you know, bounty of the week type thing. Yeah, Yeah. Like just go watch an old episode of Buffy, man. Like there's a way to do it where it's like Ooh, that that was an interesting twist I didn't see coming. Or there's like a thematic resonance here. Like that was like smart. That was interesting dialogue. Like the Mandalorian just feels like the laziest writing imaginable. It's just like nothing surprises you. It's exactly what you think it is. Well, but, I, I know. Hey, look, there's X wings. I know it's stupid to to talk about because it's all based from a kids movie series. But like the Mandalorian had a Saturday morning cartoon logic. So it was like, if it wasn't live action, I didn't have to take it as seriously. I wouldn't be so upset mm-hmm. about some of the logical fallacies. Obi-Wan kind of continues that in a, in a way where, I mean, I feel like there's a really weird clash of tones in Obi-Wan because on the one hand, it's like this very slowly paced, like, Oh, this, this guy has like PTSD having nightmares he's out of the game you know he's old now it's like that whole vibe paired mm-hmm. with like this like plucky young you know young leia girl boss character who like when you go that young with an actor you're just getting a certain kind of tone mm-hmm. and a certain kind of stakes involved that just don't mesh with like the obi-wan story that they're telling like to me it just it's a clash there well, in episode two is basically that episode of Loki where they're on the alien planet that's about to be destroyed. It's just so drastic. I mean, it kind of reminded me of the, the change in episode one and episode two of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm. You know, like just it was and I kind of wonder how much of this was the remnants of like, remember they had to like throw out. Well, this is what I'm wondering because there, there was like an article a month or two ago about how like they had these original scripts. And they thought they were too dour and then like um deborah chow wanted they wanted to do like a plot line with luke young luke that was like too similar to what the mandalorian is doing like feloni and father are like hey you shouldn't do that that's too similar to the mandalorian and so they basically just did the same plot but with leia instead as far as i can tell like yeah okay rather than obi-wan protecting young luke he'll protect leia we did it yeah i'm just gonna go ahead and say it halfway through episode two 
when she makes that like leap from rooftop to rooftop, I was like, if she fell and died and they just cloned her, I'd be fine because this chick is fucking everything up, Obi-Wan. She's fucking everything up. You know, she's she's so smart in episode one. I mean, I'm I'm not mm -hmm. I'm not really for this young Leia storyline because of the way they're already shoehorning quite a bit into the canon of these things, which I don't I don't want to be one of these Danny Star Wars fans, but whatever. But like you just you can't have this character who's just constantly like I don't know. I feel like he's established. I'm here to rescue you, whatever. And she just keeps like, cause the script demands her to keep causing shit. Cause she's a kid. And I'm like, I, 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 I've had enough. I, I can't take this. I can't take Camilla Johnny. I can't take all of this at once. I would be fine with this Leia. If it was like young Leia's adventures with like her droids. And yes. it was just like, Hey, yes. this is a show for kids. It'd be a you great know, show. It's, it's like, it's like when they had the young Jedi night books, it's like, Hey, the stakes are a little lower here. Like, yeah, yeah, it's 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 like the tone is different from the older Star Wars books. That's fine. It's like, obviously, this is aimed at a younger audience. And that's totally cool. Like putting it together with like old depressed Obi-Wan is really weird to me because like it's like they just don't mix together well. Like, how am I supposed to like feel anxious at all or like worried for any of these characters when it's like obviously nothing is going to happen to young Leia? Mm. Like there's no stakes in the show because we know Leia's gonna be fine and we know Obi-Wan's gonna be fine. And so well, like and- what the only stakes of the show are like, well, I guess what happens to Reva, who honestly I could give a shit about. So like I don't really care. Like if Reva Lizard dies, sorry. Yeah, yeah. On a different show, Reva might have been my favorite character. But like I I I'm sorry, like I need Kamel Nanjiani or I need Flea. I don't need both. Like it's there's too many celebrity cameos. They keep doing this. It's really weird on all these shows. They're like, what weird comedian from LA can we like get to walk into Manhattan Beach to to film some scenes? It's it's very strange. Well, I guess Deborah Chow did a Chili Peppers music video. So I kept waiting for Anthony Kiedis to fucking show up. He's got a. I mean, you might as well have had him in the gang too. You know, it's like the whole gang from uh, Point Break. Yeah. I mean, who? Well, can, that was only it was only the two of them. It wasn't yeah. the whole band. But who can forget the famous scene from A New Hope when you know we finally Luke gets the full message to play from R two and Leia says, "General Kenobi, years ago you served my father in the Clone Wars. Then more recently you rescued me when I was kidnapped by Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers." Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like you have to go in and do like another special edition where you insert like a few more reaction shots from Carrie Fisher that you computerly digitally match. You know, you know what? They're like, we show could, we could not do that. As well, yeah. we could we could maybe not retcon. I, I fucking hate retcons like this. Like I, I realized that like as soon as I saw the story that they had chosen to tell with young Leia, I was like, there's no way I was ever really gonna like this show because I hate this type of storytelling. Like yeah. it doesn't make any sense for Leia to have gone on this whole adventure with Obi-Wan. Like it's not making the original trilogy better and like giving it context. You're just making all the Star Wars worse when you do shit like this. Like it like it's very clear that like she's addressing him as general Kenobi. Like she's never met this guy. She's like had yeah. this guy's like, you know, name and her contact list that her dad gave her. He's like, just, just in case if all hope is lost, you can try this guy. Basically yeah. it's like the vibe you get from a new hope. Uh, unless he just completely mind wipes her, but at the same time, yeah, there's like mind wiper at the end. I, 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 the only thing that gave me joy was thinking of the headcanon that the Inquisitor's office is like the most underfunded, depressed office. Those guys like, suck so much. In the Imperial. But like, if they know that a senator's daughter's been kidnapped, how do they not know that like the senator himself 
went to Tatooine and gee, I wonder why he did that. The whole setup is so absurd. The idea that like, hey, in my research, I discovered that this guy was friends with Obi-Wan. I mean, they have his daughter kidnapped on the off chance that rather than like use like palace security or like Senate security or like the army that he controls, like rather than like any of that, he's just going to go like to this Jedi in hiding and have him come out of hiding to search for his adopted daughter. Especially like it's such a stretch. And then though, of course it works. I'm, I'm not sending like the most fearsome, ruthless bounty hunters. I'm sending flea. Mm hmm. And two jackasses a couple of that goons. he hire. Yeah. Yeah. Who get over their drugs, or like whatever high they're on. Like and it's it's not like Bail Organa, like I sent my best man and like they sent him back in pieces or anything like that. You know, it's like, it's not like, it's like he immediately goes to Obi-Wan first. Yeah. Weirdly. Takes no time to get there. Mm-hmm. No time to get to Tatooine whatsoever to find him. Uh, I, and again, it, you have to, with all the stories, you have to ignore like, he just changed his first name. He didn't even change his last name. Well, there, there's a part, I think it's in the second episode. Like, is episode. Kenobi a Smith? Yeah. There's a part in the second episode where it, they've, like, come out of, like, the, like, weird, like, space meth facility yeah. or something like that. And he's got um some sort of, like, blue cloak on or something like that. And he's like, we have to change. Like, I guess, like, because it would be too conspicuous or something. And he changes into his Jedi robes. And I'm like, come yeah. on, Obi-Wan. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Well, again, you have to get over the fact that, like, the fact that the, in the prequels we found out that what what do the Jedi wear? They wear the the normal everyday fashion of Tatooine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All a bunch of bathrobes. Um, what do you think, Ariva? In a different show, I would love this character. I uh, there's too many, too many like paint by numbers. You have to put her at her odds of her coworkers. There's too much like I. I kind of wonder if they're trying to go for a redemption arc of her at the end with whatever she's quote unquote owed. Why does she get into this? Is she one of the kids at the beginning? Presumably they, they really make no effort to like communicate that or like linger on the young black girl to like make it clear. But presumably that's the case. Yeah. I. Okay. So I think you tweeted about like, is it a state secret that Darth Vader exists? I want to say, wouldn't the, wouldn't the, the bigger top secret thing be that Anakin Skywalker was Darth Vader. Well, it is. I. Okay. Why would she? This is a she whole, should know that. Let's let's hold off on this discussion for a moment because I have okay. huge issues with that plot line. But okay, in general, I got to be honest. Reva is just a complete mess for me. I get douche chills every time she's on screen, and I know I I feel bad having this opinion because this actor is getting a lot of very predictable hate from like the Star Wars yeah. replacement theory crowd and. She doesn't deserve hate. She, you know, her or the character. It's like, if you don't like it, that's fine, whatever. But like, it just was not working for me. And I think a lot of it is like the dynamic that they set up with the other inquisitors. Like there's the grand inquisitor who seemingly should be, he, he sucks. Like Rupert friend, what happened? That that giant penis head. Yeah. I cannot take a monologue. But like he, he should be intimidating. At least I think they want us to be intimidated by him, but he's not at all. Because he's like he's playing the good cop to her bad cop, also but he's in character. charge. It's it's yeah. just it's weird. Like the the dynamic is weird, and like the, she's basically slotted into the archetype of like the reckless hothead, the, yeah. which is like my least favorite character archetype of like all story. Like it just you don't like, like Maverick, the annoying. I would say I wouldn't say he's a hothead. I would say he's reckless, but he's you not don't a like hothead. Jack Bauer? I wouldn't say he's a hothead either. There's a difference. Okay. 
Okay. There's a, there's a difference between like he's reckless, but he gets the job done, and like the you kind of like like, uh, like the J- one who like the person who gets bit by a zombie and like doesn't tell anyone. Like that's Joseph, that's what the vibe Joseph I get from And the Dark Knight Rises, Nothing keeps going on. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the it's like the one who like he would have gotten away with the bank heist, but the the this like security guard looked at this guy wrong, so he shot him. You know, it's like that kind of character. So, so which of the girls from Wild Things do you dislike more? As I believe Matthew Dillon just or Matt Johnson is all you have. We only who can screw this up yeah, is us. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I, I guess Denise Richards. You know, she didn't she didn't keep her cool. Huh. But it, it's that archetype always bugs me. Like it's just like annoying for the sake of being annoying to cause drama. Um, and so it, but, it, it like it is she undercuts a grand inquisitor. Like he just kind of seems like it's like, why are you so passive when she wants to be active? And then on the other side, it's like, it it's weird that she's like, so kind of immature and disrespectful to somebody who theoretically would just like cut her in half. If like she pissed him off or something, you know, it's like, it doesn't, it feels like these aren't real bad guys. They're just like petty office bickering. So they're ill-defined. I mean, their yeah. their relationships ill-defined. I mean, but they, see, you touched my point though. At least that character wants to be active. Whereas, why don't they just bring in fucking Jason Isaacs? I mean, there's barely any action to this character. Just let him be the grand. I mean, Inquisitor. I never liked the entire idea of Inquisitors to begin with. Like, they only really exist because they didn't want to overuse Darth Vader. Basically, well, you, can't, you know, you, you needed can't a have... you need an expendable villain who wasn't Darth yeah. Vader. You can't have a bunch of fucking kids and Freddie Prince Jr. dunking on Darth Vader every mm-hmm. week. That that's not going to fly. But also the huge miss of if you are going to bring this fucking character into the real world of your thing, like his head can't look that stupid. It looks like he has like um like Bose noise canceling headphones, like the ear parts of it, yeah. just like glued to the side of his face. I was really that, like noticing that today on the rewatch. And his, his entire head looks like a tumor. Mm-hmm. But like you can't you can't run this guy through with a lightsaber because he doesn't die here. He dies in one of the fucking cartoons. Right? Well, I mean, do you care either way? No. Like, but... oh no, this fucking like total miss of a nothing like snooze character. Oh no, he's dead. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, and the other problem I have with Riva is that we've essentially seen this exact same character in that Jedi Fallen Order video game, and like that character with like video game acting and voice work is more compelling so far than Riva is. It's like, I kind of already seen the, you know, Jedi turned inquisitor who's conflicted, you know, who's like a compelling villain. Like I've seen that done better. And so it's like, you're, you're already going uphill, but how do they not end this character about her being redeemed in some fashion? I mean, she's going to get redeemed and killed by Vader or, she just runs off to run the, off to yeah, like, yeah, it's like, cause this is the problem with doing these prequel storylines. It's like, we can't interact too much with She's the main storyline, hang out with Ahsoka. Yeah. <laughs> and Grogu. And mm-hmm. yeah. And then, yeah. And then just the, the plot line with Leia being kidnapped, it just, it bugs me. It's like, clearly this, it's clear that these characters had not met in the original trilogy. I hate that you're doing this. I I I it, divorced from from that. I didn't mind the conception of this character and how she was executed here. I, like you said, Leia her having her own uh, Leia. Okay, like her having her own little show with like less stakes. I think would be fun. That'd be a fine like Disney Junior type show. Hey, it's young Leia and the yeah. adventures with R two and three PO. Sure, yeah. have fun. You know. And then every once in a while, Glenn Powell. Saw the mystery of like who in the palace has been stealing 
food, you know, and it's, oh, it's this person who's like helping a, you know, to feed a starving bird or, you know, like there's just like small stakes type stuff you could do. That's fun. That's like, you know, she's like watching, watching her dad, like slowly crumble under the weight of being an imperial (laughs) senator. Kids love that. Yeah. Yeah. His his turtleneck is literally eating him alive. (laughs) Well, and also, like, I I feel like people need to, like, not hurl, like, one iota of, like, hate towards this young actor who's, like, they're asking a lot. Like, you're asking a lot of a seven-year-old, which is how old she yeah. was when they started filming, to yeah. fill this much of a presence on a TV show. Yeah. You know, it's like she's she's fine for her age. You know, like, I don't, if you're looking for some sort of, like, deep pathos or something, like, what are you doing? I, I thought she was honestly exceptional for her age. She also definitely read as like this actor is much younger than the ten year old. Yeah, it's there's a, there's a big difference play. between seven or eight years old and ten years old. Like yeah. if if I was going to do this plotline at all, which I wouldn't, I would be like, let's make Leia like eleven, and we'll cast a thirteen year old and just have yeah. her play young. You know, like you want like Elle Fanning and Super Eight type, like old enough to actually like bring some dramatic weight to it. I would have done something where it's like he has to wear a helmet the entire time or something, which is not good TV when you got Ewan McGregor's face. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but like, but that would be classic. Yeah. But like, I'll just put Obi Wan in a mask the whole time. But I mean, like, something where it's like you don't have to worry about fucking up the canon too much because mm-hmm. he doesn't actually know who he is. You know, and I wouldn't, and I honestly, I wouldn't have it be Bail Organa came and asked Obi Wan. I would have Obi-Wan somehow find out and like wrestle with it and go on his, his own. Okay. Um, because he like reads a newspaper or something, maybe because I, something? I'd like to, I'd like to move on to the Vader conversation now, please. How please. the fuck is Obi-Wan 10 years after revenge of Sith not know Darth Vader is alive. It either suggests that a Darth Vader has been like hiding the entire time. And like nobody knows he exists even though we see him on the bridge of a Star Destroyer at the end of episode three, or that Obi-Wan is like, he's gone so off the grid. He doesn't have Twitter. He never reads the news. He never even overhears conversations from people at work. You know, he's got like earplugs in the whole time. Like how can you go 10 years, even on a backwater planet like Tatooine and not have heard of Darth Vader? It's see, it's two issues though. I don't think Reva should know. The secret identity of Darth. Well, Vader. we're we're gonna say she was there at Order sixty six, and you know she overheard yeah. one of the clone troopers saying, "Like Lord Vader, well, that, what should we me, do with the younglings?" Or you know, like aha, to me that would be a great thing to fold into where she doesn't fit in with her coworkers because a she'd have to be more talented than some of them or more driven, but also she'd have to be like, "I know more than you do. I'm more important to than I'm more dialed in than you guys are." But like they're all ex Jedi too, I think. Yeah. So well, like the, the Grand Inquisitor guard. is supposed to be a palace uh, guard. Yeah. 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 Well, and then they work in like that like third other Inquisitor who does nothing in episode two, and it's like okay. Sun Kang. Yeah, just just wasting that dude. No, no, no. The the other lady, the ten with the tendrils. That's right, right. Yeah, there's I, I can't remember That's, which she sister does, she is. She like does a nothing. Sister or something. Yeah. Yeah, and then like Reva's just like. I'm going to pull a John Wick 2 on Obi-Wan's ass here and get the lamest bounty hunters. Except for the dinosaur guy. I want more of him. <laughs> or Raptor bounty hunter, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I realize Obi-Wan's out of the game, but God, he cannot hit the broadside of a barn, man. No, no. It's just whiffing left and right. No. it's You could just see all the plot points in advance. You're like, okay, we're going to have a big moment where he uses a force for the first time in a long time, and that will be dramatic. 
And then like, we're going to see him use his lightsaber and like, probably like, I don't know, episode four. And that'll be a big thing. And then he'll finally meet Darth Vader in episode five. And there'll be a big duel, even though it shouldn't really happen. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> how, how much, how much more Owen Lars do we see? I don't know. I mean, he was, I thought him and Ewan were acting on the show and everyone else, not so much. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, at least he seemed to understand the assignment. I, I would say the biggest, the biggest like bad scene for Reva is the one where she's like trying to like terrorize that whole town. Like that, that scene Owen. is bad. Yeah. I it's did so end up flat. rewatching that. It's just like, what? I this think isn't that, intimidating. Like she's not, no. she doesn't read as intimidating at all. And like, you can say, well, oh, that's the point or whatever, but it's like, this isn't good TV. And, and, Neither is the scene in the open air bar on Tatooine, which motherfucking Tatooine again. But like mm-hmm. the Safty bro. Oh, can we talk about reads, that guy? Reads like an idiot. I don't know that how he survived sucks. for 10 years. That guy sucks. I hate that guy. I was so glad when he was dead. I was bummed that he was only, he was just like strung up, but not by his neck because it's like Disney Plus. It's like, no, mm-hmm. I want to see that guy's neck stretch. Yeah. Fuck him. I just, I'm I just glad Obi Wan hung him out to dry. I don't understand how he would survive for 10 years. I really Seriously. don't. He doesn't convey the tension that you would need in that scene and not that the monologue not that the acting is good from the others but like uh, ah. why is the monologue like squeezing this bar owner also about the, how you hunt a jedi this guy doesn't give a shit the monologue is all wrong they should be like propagandizing like they shouldn't be saying like the jedi are such nice guys that they'll always try to help you out and that's their undoing yeah. like you should be like you should be saying to the public well the jedi actually sucked like the jedi like they can't this help Jedi st- is going to bring you down. They can't help sticking their nose in other people's business because they think they yeah. know better than you. You know, like that's why but they no, try but- to take over the government. Like it should be like the Jedi are bad people and we're yeah. going to protect you from them. Not the Jedi are really good people and we, the evil people, want to kill them. Like no. that's not how the Empire like messages. No, no. Yeah, it, it needs to be like this bad man is sinking and he's going to take you down with them. Do mm-hmm. you really want to like have your family fail because of this guy? Yeah, I was so happy to see fucking Benny Safty die. I, I I hated that character like immediately. I wanted him to die. This to me, this just kind of like confirms my theory that like other than like Obi Wan, Anakin, Yoda, and Mace, like all the other Jedi are complete fucking weenies. Like those guys just sucked. Like mm. three of them died within five seconds taken on Palpatine. Like they completely sucked ass. They got taken out by clone troopers. I will say during the uh, the prequel catch up. I did pause that in the first mm-hmm. episode to go watch the scene where uh, uh, Darth Vader gets knighted. Ooh. Yes, and um, which uh, Obi Wan watches. So you know, in case anyone's wondering, yes, Obi Wan knows that Anakin became Darth Vader already. Yeah. It's well, not I think like I that saw, was a secret. I think I saw him, some clip of Deborah Chow that that was like the something they happened upon was what unlocked the whole show for them, which was that Obi Wan had no idea that Anakin had survived. I just like, I, I I rewatched it today. I rewatched the end of Revenge of the Sith, and I'm like, I never really want left this part of the movie thinking, "Wow, Obi Wan thinks Anakin's dead." Like he leaves him for dead, but I don't know. It, it never occurred to me that like Obi Wan would just be like blissfully going through life for ten years straight, not knowing that Darth Vader is out there. Yeah, like maybe a couple months at most, and be like, "Oh shit, he's still alive." Because you see Darth Vader in public on the bridge of the Star Destroyer, like at the end of Episode Three, like well, he's there. I, I guess the argument then is, is, is it opens up a larger 
the world building question in a Kevin Smith kind of way about Star Wars of mm-hmm. what is the propaganda machine putting out about Darth Vader? Is it like, you know, because remember the news radio mm-hmm. bit about like, thankfully Lord Vader's survived and yeah. escaped. But like, I mean, it's not like 60 minutes of sitting down of interviews with Emperor Palpatine, you know, and like, oh, Lord Vader showed up for another diplomatic peace. But I mean, and, and presumably the emperor is like occasionally being seen at like the Senate every now and then. Like, is it's Vader just hidden the whole time? Like, Honestly, he's, only the military knows about him and they're like they've been sworn to secrecy or something like that. When you see the rest of Star Wars, aren't you kind of fascinated that he kept the Senate going for 20 years? Yeah. <laughs> like, it honestly took him until New Hope to, like, like disband the Senate. Mm-hmm. It's just like a frog <sighs> boiling, yeah. Uh. Um, so Kumail Nanjiani's character. I thought that this was a very good idea for a character. Okay, no, I'm sorry. The character, but also the way he plays every role, his mm-hmm. strengths as a, as a performer. You want to talk about a thud of tonal change? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that scene is fucking ludicrous. This is not a uh, episode of the week kind of show, so like you can't have Obi Wan just like, oh, there's an interesting character. It's it's garbage. I, I thought the concept of a a con man pretending to be a Jedi is interesting, and then the twist is that no, he actually is helping. He's not just conning these people out of their money. That's also interesting. And there's there's all sorts of like you could dive into like, well, why is this guy doing this? Maybe a Jedi saved his life. Maybe he didn't mean to and it just happened to him. You know, like this is an Ahsoka storyline. Just kick it over to Ahsoka. No, I'm 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 here for the storyline, but they don't give it enough oxygen. And I think Kumail occasionally during the episode when he tones it down, he's like playing the interesting version of it. But it's too much of just like, hey, do your thing. Be funny. No. Like I would, when, I, I like. It's weird how like Obi Wan. He's like, all right, I'll go find Leia. I've taken the assignment. He shows up on this planet and just starts randomly asking strangers he runs into. I need to find a little girl, yeah. you know. And they're like, oh, go talk to this fake Jedi. And he goes to the fake Jedi. And he's like, hey, I need to find this girl. And after like threatening Kumail, Kumail's just like, oh, just go to this meth lab. She's there. Like it's weird. Oh, like there's no investigation at all. How big was the thunk of Ewan McGregor talking to his own daughter when she's just like, oh, yeah. hey, hey. Everyone was somebody's daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Wink. Remember, remember when I was your daughter and you cheated on her mom? Asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone's got a, a shitty dad. You know what I mean? I'm looking right at you. Yeah, yeah. You think this makes up for it? It doesn't. Putting me in a TV show. No, but I mean, like, the Kumail character, if nothing else, he doesn't strike me as an idiot. So the ending when he tries to, like, take on Riva, it's like, come on, dude. You're going to die. I just, I feel like there is like that character should have been with Obi-Wan for at least a whole episode. And we should have, we like, there was, there's material to be mined there. That is interesting. Like if there was an ongoing investigation, he's like, well, you know, I okay. I do know this one real contact. I'll go take you to them. And then like, maybe they have an adventure and they eventually figure out where Leia is. But like, it's so weird that he just, he shows up, he finds this con artist says where's this girl and he's like just go here and then she's there and you're like that's it he found leia that easily jesus christ well because they wanted to have the 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 running around john wick Mm -hmm. you know big awesome parkour yeah everyone knows you can't do parkour unless you go parkour every 30 seconds the move she does where she's like running forward and then does a backflip is like such bad wire work i was just like this is embarrassing guys yeah but what is episode three of this show like this is the end of episode two so he got away right 
Yeah, he got away. He's going, like, why doesn't he just go back to Alderaan? Is, like, his ship going to break down or something? Also, why doesn't he have his own ship? Like, how did he get to Tatooine in the first place? I kept thinking when they talked about finding the X-Wing, because I think that's supposed to be Benny Safdie's X-Wing. X-Wing? Didn't they mention something about finding an, uh, an old X-Wing somewhere on Tatooine? And I don't even remember that. I probably, like, fell asleep during that scene. I didn't, because, I mean, Obi-Wan didn't have an X-Wing. Like No. How did he get to Tatooine in the first place? I mean, maybe you could say that uh, you didn't want to be tracked. Bail Organa like dropped him off or something. Yeah, I don't know. Like honestly, was like Bail. Like you're my first choice, Obi Wan. My second choice is Yoda because he'll get it done. <laughs> Obi Wan's like, at what point in your list of choices does like your own palace guards come into the equation? Yeah, ninth. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. What's that? What happened to uh oh god, what was his name? The guy from Phantom Menace. The this storm will slow him down. Looks pretty bad. Captain Panaka? Yeah, I'm the Captain The Panaka. legend. Yeah. Or uh, Captain was a he got, I think like him? canonically in one of the books, he got like space aids or something, because they're they're mad at that actor for asking for more money. Oh. And then like Tycho replaced him? Um, it was Typho. Typho. Yeah, Captain Typho. Yeah, yeah. cool eye patch. I, I don't know how. Leia doesn't have like a Captain Typho. You would who think. just like follows yeah. her everywhere. I mean, even okay, like I can I can hear the tweet as if anyone listens to the show that uh, Alderaan is like a peaceful planet. They have no military. Surely they have like security. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That chase scene. If, if nothing else, to pay off the girls that Leia's cousin mm-hmm. is going to do shit to, because that kid's a fucking creep. That that chase scene where like somehow it takes them like five minutes to capture this like seven year old girl running around. Mm. It was just like, what are we doing, guys? What are we doing? No, I'm sorry, just rewind back. How did the three inquisitors let Benny Safdie escape that bar? He like he like knocks down like a an awning and they're just like, eh, whatever, find him later. If only it's like had... I could have ran after him, but no, I don't care. If only I had a laser sword that could cut through literally anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. like the, the fact that you have to have a scene where they're just like old West terrorizing the town. That's why it comes across so like tensionless. You're like, these guys don't even seem to care. Also, Grand Inquisitor. He's, he's a puffy, bloated penis of a man. Mm-hmm. He's got big shoulder pads. Tell me how he's reaching that lightsaber on his back. Yeah, it seems like a bad place to put the lightsaber. <laughs> also, like, why does only the one guy have the weird hat? Like, is that what is that hat doing for him? Yeah, it's not is it a robot hat. I don't know. Like a robot hat. Like, but also, isn't that like kind of where the fucking Tron people had to put their? Fucking, yeah, yeah, it's where they put their yeah. uh, disc thing. It, it looks like fucking Tron nonsense. Yeah, it's because it's from a stupid cartoon. Yeah. It doesn't translate to live action. They really wanted that spinny thing. Mm. <sighs> but yeah, that that chase scene with Leia is painful. Later on, when Obi Wan is chasing her, it's like you're clearly not running fast. So that it doesn't look as ridiculous as it could. Like if you ran fast, you'd catch her. So you have to like jog after her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I like the people on Twitter who are really working hard to be like, oh yeah, nine years later, it's uh it's a it's a planet of two suns and no no sunscreen. That's why he looks like Al Guinness. It's like, no. If I were making the show, he'd just be at the most icy canteen every day, just getting shit faced. The the John Gruber headcanon? Yeah. But I mean, like, it's just this like is, pissing on a Jawa in the alleyway. I'm sorry, like, I love Hugh McGregor, and I, 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 in theory, I love the idea of this. But like, 
that time period is better if you just don't think about how he aged. A lot of Star so Wars, hard. like you really don't want to pull the thread. Like it's yeah. nice that there's these like twenty year gaps or thirty year gaps between the trilogies, and it's like yeah. we don't really want to look too closely there because if right. you start to pull the thread, you're like, wait a minute, yeah. why? You know, why wouldn't you know who Darth Vader was this whole time? And then it's, and then I start wondering, like, okay, what does Leia know? about her parents like they tell her she's like a war orphan or something you know like luke knew about anakin but he thought he was like a uh you know worked on a spice raider or whatever like what did they tell luke about his mother yeah what did they tell leia about her mother yeah i don't know you start thinking about stuff like that and it starts getting remember, sketchy leia remembered her mother and she's yeah, very, very sad, sad. Mm-hmm. yeah died when i was very young to be precise like eight seconds young <laughs> Uber, Uber. Do you think? Um, do you think all of young Leia's handmaidens get shit canned by uh, Bray Organa for that little like ruse they played in her introduction there, or they oh, like I, put I some creepy so. alien-looking chick in her outfit? I fucking hope. So. Yeah, that's like, a horror movie scene. Hey Leia, I hope that was to entertain you. I just fired all of those people. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna hang them outside <laughs> yeah. like they have they're being safety. publicly executed for betraying me. This I hope that was keep, a good laugh. This is how we keep the peace in all her <laughs> Also, do they not hint that it's the same kind of weird uh, governmental systems as on uh, Naboo, where it's like you two someday will inherit the family mantle of being a senator? Like, I mean, I just assume that if you're the like Alderaan for whatever reason has its own seat in the Senate, and so they just like whoever the ruler of Alderaan is gets a seat. Yeah, seemingly it's like a, yeah. it's almost like a, a, a monarchy type thing. Obviously, like they, Naboo has a separate senator. You know, Naboo has the queen, but she is not the senator. Like Palpatine's the senator, only elect prepubescent girls. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I guess, although technically, I I want to say that um, from like that Leia, Princess of Alderaan book that came out, and like the new EU, like uh-huh. Bail Organa is like he's like the king consort. Like Queen Bray is like the queen of Alderaan. Cool. So like she's in charge. Cool. And so like he becomes senator. Although seemingly Leia would become queen one day. Like it would pass on to her. So I'm not sure why she's a senator. But well, because she's because she's her parents are still alive at that point. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe uh, if she ascends to the throne, then she'd have to. Was her father somebody else still senator? Was there two senators and just a father daughter duo? Yeah, I don't know if it's a bicameral system there or what's going on. Yeah. Like that'd be a really funny like TV show, Sizzle Reel too, where they have like brief, like briefcases and they're just like walking in tandem into like the Senate chambers. Also, did the uh, previously on segment give you hope for a Jar Jar cameo? No, no, it did not. How would you feel if Jar Jar showed up? I can't imagine he would in a way that wasn't really hackneyed and cringy. You know, like, uh, like, oh, like we're doing this. Episode five, it looks like Obi-Wan's been like defeated by by Misa back. Yeah. Yeah, and he's just like, Yes, old a friend of yours. I would like it if he then like dropped trow and like waved his like gungan dick at the audience. Like his then 37 like dicks. It. Yeah. His canonical 37 dicks. Fuck you, Jar Jar haters. What if he had a goatee and an eye patch? I mean, I, I almost feel like that's that's against the spirit of the cameo. You know, you want him back yeah. in all his annoying glory. <laughs> I just want him like in a, a little <laughs> he, he accidentally like knocks something over, which kills Leia, and then they just clone her. <laughs> like, 
I would be all for it. We'll call this one Leia 2 and uh, all inside jokes apply. Okay, we're good. It's like the Venture Brothers. We just won't tell Bale and Bray about it. It's the Venture Brothers. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But like he's got like a a tank top, like a a vest, a bandolier. Mm -hmm. But like the vest or the tank top doesn't cover his little pot belly that sticks out. (laughs) And what if you have like a... What if he has like a sleeve of just like ill-advised tattoos? Ooh, like some tribal tattoos, yeah. He's like, I'm a like a you, LA hipsters. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Jar Jar at this point. I don't know. I don't like like you said, what the hell is episode three of this show? I don't know. They it presumably the ship is gonna break down. That's like the the most obvious, like, oh no, we can't make it back to Alderaan. We have to stop it, this planet or something. I know that that's Star Wars. I know it's very Star Wars, yeah. but also in the modern era of these kind of like, let's bring back an actor and have them play the same character 30 years later. Mm-hmm. It feels very like first season Star Trek Picard too. Yeah. yeah. Like where we just need to throw TV shit stuff at you each week to waste it, everyone's fucking time. Because every this should have been a movie. This clearly should have been a movie. Has to keep stepping on idiot rakes. Mm hmm. Yeah, the, this plot line could have been trimmed down. It should have been a two-hour movie, but they have to make content. They got to churn the content wheel for Disney Plus to keep them subscribers. Hmm. Need something to come out, you know, like once every month, so that people aren't canceling their Disney Plus subscription. I think that where Marvel can edge them out here is they have just a cavalcade of just like fucking bizarre characters from all over the place. They're just like fuck it. Here's a Moon Knight. Here's sure, a but, werewolf but like, by night. Most of the shows Marvel's doing should be movies too. Yeah, yeah. Like but creatively still, speaking, if you're like, what is the best way to tell the story? It's not a TV show, but they're making them TV shows because Disney Plus demands. And it's it's a fascinating mixture of oh, we'll squeeze some of the movie characters in too. Here's a fucking Hawkeye show. Mm-hmm. Here's a Gardens of the Galaxy Christmas special. Where Star Wars, it's like it has to pull its own organs out of the entity to squeeze them more into the tv format yeah it just the tv hasn't really worked for me so far and i I think a a lot of it is just that they're not really making tv shows they're just making movies that are too long and bloated and have poor pacing yeah i don't know but i think the problem is that they're 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 so deep into this bubble that they just have to keep on this track because they can't it's the same thing for like like warner brothers and their fucking dc movies like i mean they're trying to course correct but nothing's working out for them i don't know i i missed that when we anticipated a new story coming out rather than like how is this multinational corporation going to properly manage their ip in this next piece of content you know like it's just all it's like we're all just a bunch of like managers like you know, applauding or downvoting how well they managed their IP rather than just like, oh, did you have a really cool story to tell? Did it, did it engage me? You know, did it hit me emotionally? Well, we're not, we're not building the next generation of yeah, We don't build things in this country anymore. Yeah. 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 We don't, we're not, we're not inspiring. Everybody's got their hand in the next guy's pocket. <laughs> that sounds fun. That's what we need in uh, Star Wars is Frank's a black cat. <laughs> just like a like a show about like the union like dock workers on Coruscant or something. What the fuck did I do? Beep boop mm-hmm. boop boop. 
And yet the Rogue Squadron show, it's 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 just sitting there. It's like, hey, there's there's all these books you could steal from. Or Young Wedge. I mean, they'd have to rec- recon his character again. I don't know, like... Who gives a shit? It's Wedge. Yeah. Talk about a character who's meant to be retconned. Or just maybe... Maybe we just take the things that we liked about Wedge and those X-Wing books and we move them to like post-sequel trilogy timeline and we just tell a new story using some of these old, you know, tropes and plot twists and interesting stuff that people liked, but like we're not beholden to it. And we're I, not I, we're not just playing the cameo <laughs> game where it's like, oh, is Luke going to show up this episode? I don't think you're going to get any kind of fucking... Uh, uh, Post sequel content. Let me while. let me just pitch you this. Yeah, Conics. She's uh she's been made captain of some sort of like picket or like survey ship or something. It's her job. It needs, it needs Kelly Marie Chan. Well, I'm getting there. It's it's like it's like a six man like light attack frigate or something. You know, it's she's got to track down the whatever. You know, she's she's got a mission into the unknown regions, tracking down the source of the the remaining force orders, whatever. She's got Chief Engineer Rose. There'd be some goofy ass alien. There'd be like, a, you know, Glenn Powell is like your pilot character or something. Connix is the captain of the ship. What, Wedge the third? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wedge Jr. Yeah. And uh, so that's four. And, you know, two more characters. You need like your medical officer or whatever. And he's just, you just follow them. It's like quasi serialized, quasi episodic, you know, as they like One of them go deeper into a- the unknown region and have adventures. And like Wonders actually, actually say droid. this is a TV show. This isn't like a stretched out movie. We're going to have episodic adventures. We want you to get to know and like these characters and spend time with them. And it's not just all we're building to cameos and reveals. Like we just we want to like this is like a hangout show where it's like you get to the end of the season and it's not just like all right, well that was it. It's like no, there'll be another season, and like you'll hang out with these characters further, and they'll have new adventures, like a, a normal TV show, like the kind that people actually uh, like watching. I don't think the problem is necessarily serialized TV. I'm rewatching Lost now, which is the the best show to to do stuff because they do mm-hmm. episodes. Well, they do both, you know. They do they do episodes, yeah. but they also tie into the serialized story. But I don't think shows are going to go back to just purely serialized because I mean that was the thing in the '80s, even purely you know, episodic. I mean, you could the fucking like Greatest American Hero, which was a great mm-hmm. show, that wasn't true to its own canon week to week. They didn't give a shit. Who, who gives a fuck? No, well, I'm attention. saying it doesn't. It doesn't need to be purely episodic, but it doesn't need to be purely serialized either. Like you can do Lost, mm-hmm. dot 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 in space. You know, with uh, these characters like going on adventures, you're building a larger narrative, but. It's not like like the shows they're making now. There's like, all right, we're just going to do an eight episode series. It feels like it should have been four episodes, and it's just a lot of blah. But like, hey, you know, in episode seven, you're going to have like a CGI Luke Skywalker cameo. It'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, just say no. These are our characters. We've got some fun stories to tell, and we want you to get to know them and enjoy spending time with them. That's not how they're doing business now. No. And the sad thing is, I feel like if you walked into Lucasfilm and pitched that, they would be like, you don't understand this business. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I don't understand this business. Take a look at Netflix. Take a look at their stock lately. Honestly, I'm kind of rooting for the bubble to burst now. I mean, it's starting to. Like, Netflix yeah. can only churn out like shitty, mediocre content and raise their prices so many times where all of a sudden they're like, hey, nobody's watching us anymore. Yeah. Like people are canceling subscriptions. Like you have to keep people engaged. 
I could give less of a fuck about Stranger Things, but $30 million an episode for that show, that's outrageous. I wonder how much it looks like it costs $30 million an episode. Because I'm sure that Obi-Wan costs a lot of money per episode. But like we mentioned, uh, you know, HBO and House of the Dragons start his podcast. Like they know what they're doing over there. Like they they have a, an experienced seasoned crew who knows how to like make that money appear on screen. Whereas like a lot of these other shows, it just seems like, like we have to make a show. And so we're throwing a bunch of money at it, like the Lord of the Rings show. But like, it's the talent isn't there to actually execute it. Like people don't actually know how to make good TV. I feel like House of the Dragon is also still paying off the, the, the work of building the infrastructure for the original show. Well, yeah, I mean, but they, that, they have that infrastructure though. You but know? isn't that kind of like not necessarily paying it off, but like the easy pitch for that, whatever that breaking bad spinoff was, was like, yeah, like better call Saul. Yeah. We, we've already we've got, got the, the whole crew here. We can just yeah. keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I just, I don't feel like the, the volume is the same thing for Lucasfilm. It's like, oh, we've got this technology up and running. We can crank these out now. Like to me, it's like, you know, you're not really nailing it so far. The Rose and Connick show. Wouldn't it be fun? What? I've seen the pictures the fans took with with Kelly Marie Tran at Celebration. Like, bless her for showing up for the fans. What, what mm-hmm. does Lucasfilm have to do? Like, considering they hung her out to dry, they don't deserve her. <laughs> She is like one of the few symbols of like true goodwill, I think, that they can offer. I mean, we all saw episode nine. But also we all saw how like the internet treated her and and Disney just kind of sat there and watched it. Mm -hmm. Like the Star Wars Twitter account, like did some kind of like defense, like jokey defense. And it's like, wow, that's like four years too late. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'm sure that made her feel better. Mm hmm. I mean, honestly, I hope she charged people like a thousand dollars for pictures. I mean, I, mean, I don't think to, she would just because she's, no, no, she's she seems like a good person. Yeah. yeah, maybe she'll be in uh, I was out three. I don't know. My my controversial take is that I want Star Wars TV shows to actually feel like they're intended to be TV shows, and for them to make movies and like and like not just like make content, but be like. We want to make a pop masterpiece. We want to like own cinema for the next three years with this movie we're putting out. Like that's the kind of ambition I want from them. Part of me wonders if if it not to defend like an old white guy, but like was it because you had a single person mostly at the helm for the original, you know, three movies and and even for the prequels? Well, I mean, I I think because they're owned by Disney, there is this conflict. So like, we know that like they wanted more time to do episode seven and Bob Iger's like, Nope, I'll give you six more months, but I won't give you a year. Like you want, you know, they wanted more time for episode nine and Bob Iger is like, no, you got to get this out 2019, no matter what, you know, like, so they have these dictates that they're like, they're not allowed to develop in the way that they should be. You know, now it's like, we need, we need television content for Marvel and Lucasfilm. You got to crank out this stuff for Disney plus whether or not it's really like, you know, been in the oven long enough to be good. Well, and, and you brought a good point. Obviously we know that rise of Skywalker created COVID, mm-hmm. but like, let's say it didn't. It would be mm-hmm. fascinating if like they had actually delayed it. And then it was like two years before it came yeah. out. 
Yeah. Well, it's like Rise of Skywalker and Maverick. Are and then it was the same it, weekend. What if it was still that bad, too? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like we waited four years for this, you fucking assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It makes me appreciate somebody like Tom Cruise who's like, no, you don't get my movie on streaming. And no, I won't even hand it in until you give me a fucking submarine and green light the next one. Yeah. Oh my God, that trailer for Mission Impossible. That's what I want for Star Wars. I just want uh, Ilsa Faust to have an uh, eye patch and pull out a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. That scene where she's like, pulls out like a sword and like the mm-hmm. other dude has like a knife and they're fighting on the bridge. Yeah. That just looks rad. Yeah, it moved when I saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just kind of curious how they balance whatever's going on with Ilsa Faust and Haley Atwell. Tom Cruise, you dog. Yeah. I I kind of am worried that Ilsa Faust like, dies in the first half an hour. I mean, I suppose. Like, there's a scene of them, like, happily, like, on the shores of Naboo there. Yeah, yeah. She's, like, smiling next to yeah. him. But she's, there's, there's also, of, like, her in a desert with an eye patch, so who knows? Uh, but I always I worry that a lot of that action stuff could be, like, in the same sequence. I don't know. By the way, speaking of names, Ilsa Faust, what an absolute winner. Yeah. yeah. That's a name. Yeah. Well, honestly, I don't, again, I don't want to be on the, the old white guy train, but like, why wouldn't you want to get like a Macquarie into a Star Wars movie? I mean, he's, he's shown that he can bring like dramatic heft to these like insane productions where they're like doing things on the fly, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but uh, part of that though, I think is that they're not making weird sci-fi shit, Like they can, they can improvise easier because it's not purely artificial. Really, I don't know. At least to me, that maybe it's a little easier to write around stuff that way. I don't know. I mean, they brought in Gilroy to like fix Rogue One. Fix in quotes, yeah. Yeah. I remember people. Remember people were super excited about Little Miss Sunshine in Episode Seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did any of that, that. stuck? Any of that guy's stuff stick? I wonder. I mean, I think the hope is that like, oh, like we announced Taika what like two years ago or something. Yeah. Like, oh, and you want to think like, well, he's been, he's been grinding away all this time. The script's going to be perfect. But more than likely, he hasn't even been working on it. He's just been doing other stuff. You know, he's had like Thor and this other movie coming out. So it's an HBO TV show that he's not only like I mean, producing, it, but he's in. It seems like Kathleen Kennedy knows from that quote that like you really do need to like give time for these projects to gestate and like really like develop them hardcore, which basically only happened with The Last Jedi. Um but so far, it doesn't like the Rogue Squadron movie is like, we'll see if that ever happens. You know, Taika's movie is next, but it doesn't really feel like that one has like, it doesn't feel like he's been developing it for all this time. It feels like he's been busy with other projects all this time, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't even know who the right creative is for the next eventual movie series, but clearly it is somebody that they need to give enough time, like really, really get the script right. You know, like don't do the rise of Skywalker thing where you're having your actor record new ADR lines in a closet in like October, you know, two months before the movie's supposed to come out because like you didn't like settle on a plot point until then. I think the real turning point for me was, um, there was a show that you and I used to podcast about mm-hmm. and it was, not great. Um, the, the the spinoff of it. 
Nice. And like later on, we found out, you know, all the behind the scenes stuff. And like now I just I feel like I see mo- much more of that. Like these these like you can see the area behind it's, the scenes. It's the because it's because they the studios like they got away with it enough that it became standard operating procedure. You know, it's like yeah. you make almost a billion dollars domestic on the force awakens. So you're like, all right, let's just do that again. And it's like, well, that doesn't always work. You know, like you do it again and then you get the rise of Skywalker. It's like, Oh shit, it didn't work that time. Like, you know, it's like a college student who like waits the last minute to write an essay. Sometimes yeah. it works. Sometimes you just get complete garbage. But I mean, just the, yeah. Like what's, what's the good enough version that we can squeeze out. Mm-hmm. We'll make sure to get the right cameos in there and set up some little post-credit scene to tease people about the next whatever. And yeah, that's all we yeah. need. Do you think there'll yeah. be a post-credit scene for Obi-Wan? Has there really been any in the Star Wars things? The they've, Star Wars shows so Yeah, far? They, they've done them for um, for Mandalorian and Bofet. But not like every episode. No, but just like at the end of the season. Oh. oh, oh. Like they, there's like a, a post-credit scene at the end of the season for these shows. Why would there need to be... Okay, but it's not setting up like a season two. I don't want a season two of this. No, but I, I mean, I'm just wondering, would they still want to do something? I don't know what, you know. Just, Obi-Wan goes and finds his stool at the end of the cantina and just like mm-hmm. weeps into a beer and then just has really joyless sex with a multi-breasted alien creature. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, Can't wait for episode three. I like foolishly let myself get kind of hopeful and excited as I hit play on that show. And I mean, it's you and, you know, yeah. you want to see him let you and cook. The problem is that Ewan's career has just not been amazing for decades. He has a fascinating trail of failure in his yeah. career that he's, he's often the best part of bad stuff. You know? Honestly, I feel like we need to do uh, lifeless ordinary and head cannon. Haven't we already? I don't I'll think to, so. I I'll think only check. you and I have seen that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's the easy way or the hard way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe that could be one of our 90s movies. That's that's a classic 90s movie there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty, no cliches. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Also, Cameron Diaz, what happened to her? She retired. She's like, I'm good. I'm done. Maybe she's, maybe she's smarter than all of us. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Star Wars. Are, are we going to do this weekly or every few weeks or I don't know? I could see maybe doing every every, every two, two weeks. Yeah, so we do two All more right. for Obi-Wan. Be back in two Because there's not going to be a whole lot of other like interesting Star Wars content for us to talk about, right? No. 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 But there's other better podcasts who mm-hmm. will dive into that. <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, until then, may the force be with you. Sometimes. Sometimes.